0: We are back for another episode of the Texan Overtime Podcast. We're live on our Twitter page right now, of course, at Texan Sports. My name is Trenton Dashner, your host and sports editor. Joining me today, as usual, we got Tyler Horka, our associate managing editor, Alex Persigno, associate sports editor. We've got a jam-packed a list of guests on the day a few few regulars and then we also have a new face uh, dropping by to talk some texas softball robert larkin our softball writer is is making his first appearance on the texan overtime podcast today got a lot to talk about in texas sports but first we do have a birthday
1: uh, in the house
0: today our own drew king wait like today's your birthday that's what they told me. Oh my God! Happy
2: birthday! Now who told you that? <laughs>
0: just you Facebook told me. Heard it through the grapevine.
2: That wasn't me. I
0: woke up
3: today and Facebook told me. Oh, dang it, That's why I brought cookies oh. just for you, by the okay.
4: way. Okay, that's
2: our eyes And yeah, Just for Hey, what is your favorite flavor of cookie from Tiff's? Trent, we're gonna start with you. Oh, M&M. M&M. Definitely. All right.
3: I'm going off the cuff. Oatmeal raisin. All right. Oh, why? They're that's... they're so good, dude. Yo, oh. I found they're real that's... sweet. I love raisins. That's terrible.
4: I found an empty box that. of the Tiff's treats and there was a little what appeared to be a chocolate chip so I grabbed it (laughs) raisin it was a raisin why don't people like raisins maybe that's for a different podcast my life summed up that was my day I love raisins go go ahead Drew I'm gonna go chocolate
2: chip thank you for asking you didn't say (laughs) it yeah chocolate chip (laughs) I like the uh, snickerdoodles okay that's number two for me yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah, I'll keep it ba- basic with Alex and get a chocolate you chip. Can't go you wrong. can't go wrong with it. It's the number one seller. Yeah, very so. <laughs> really. Yes, yeah. that doesn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah. Drew, do you have any
0: special birthday plans by any chance?
2: Um, just, I'm going to home to Tyler, Texas tomorrow.
0: Tyler, Texas.
2: Tyler, Texas. That's a nice name. Yeah.
0: yeah. You are the Tyler Rose 2.0. It's 2. a real 0. nice name. Is that true? You're the Tyler Rose 2.0. <laughs> that is the
2: hardest <laughs> That's the hardest thing for the truth.
0: <laughs>
4: so you don't have any plans for your birthday?
2: I mean, we he's, might go out to eat or something. He's we'll, going home, dude. We'll Those out, are yeah. plans. Right now, I'm in.
3: Like today. Today's Uh-oh. his birthday. No. no. We're getting a dub.
2: No. I had like two. I am game. I am been what? Two exams. Oh. I am game. Mm. You had two exams on your birthday? Yeah, it was bad. Did you do well? I, I, on one of them. <laughs> All right. There you go. <laughs> Take it.
0: Well, it sounds like it was a fun, <laughs> and it will be a fun, 22nd birthday weekend. No, it doesn't. Earl, for our boy God. Drew King, but we're going to, this is why we are here today, to talk Longhorn Sports, of course, and we're going to jump right into it. We're going to talk some Texas softball to lead it, things off. Like I mentioned earlier, we got Robert Larkin, um, our softball we're writer, making his first ever appearance on the Texan Overtime podcast. Robert, give a wave to the old uh, Twitter crew over there. <laughs> <laughs> the softball team played, <laughs> played the number one team in the country last night, hosting them at McCombs Field here in Austin. Longhorns dropped the game though two one but gave up a pretty decent fight. Texas is off to a four and five start to the season. Last week we sort of previewed the baseball team. We were trying to have Robert on last week but he couldn't make it. But this week we'll obviously we obviously have him on to preview some the softball season. But just to start things off, give us your overall synopsis of what went down over at McCombs Field last night. Texas was very close to pulling off a signature win, which is kind of eluded the team in past years but just kind of give us a rundown of what happened last night.
1: Yeah Trent obviously uh, the team doesn't pull out that much needed win that really would set up their season nicely but I think in many ways it's really encouraging for the softball team because um, especially here in the early going they've struggled mightily with consistency especially against ranked teams uh, for example last week losing to Oregon number three Oregon 8-0 getting run ruled in that game mm-hmm. so uh, you know I think yesterday it was a opportunity for them to make strides and there's some some weird uh, circumstances a couple rain delays a couple lightning delays that pushed the game back a couple hours so uh, for them to stay focused and go get head toe-to-toe with a pretty strong Washington team, who's obviously ranked number one, I think that was a big step for them in the right direction. And We'll see if they can capitalize on that this weekend with more t- uh, games against ranked opponents.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned the the Oregon game last weekend. Longhorns traveled to Mexico for the Puerto Vallarta College Challenge, which they went 2-2 two and two in, and they opened the season um, at home in the Texas uh, Invitational, was it? Is that what it's, Texas Invitational? Yeah. And they opened that at 2-2. Two two. So um, it's been kind of a up-and-down start for the softball team, it seems like. Um, just as far as season expectations go, um, obviously they had a down year last year. Um, a little bit of pressure, it seems like, on the program and Connie Clark this year to kind of turn things around. Um, just... Kind of give us your overall impression of this roster. Does Texas have the pieces you feel like to make a, a, a decent bounce-back season?
1: Mm-hmm. It's a difficult situation for Coach Clark to step into. I think last year there was a lot of expectations. They had seven seniors on the roster. They obviously lose those uh, those group of players this season. So it's a pretty difficult situation for her to step into and kind of make an impact. It's a young team. You have two uh, freshmen anchoring the uh, infield. And so she's going to have to rely on some young players uh, and some inexperienced players Who are sophomores and some juniors who didn't play as much last year to come in and make an immediate impact this year. So, and they face a really tough out of conference slate, and that's going to continue on to the end of the month. But I think it's for her, for Coach Clark and the Texas softball team, it's all about preparing for a Big 12 run and steadily improving as they approach May, hopefully, make a run at the Big 12 tournament.
0: And the Longhorns, they I, I, forgive, forgive me, earlier I mentioned they opened the season in, in the Texas Classic, not the Texas Invitational. They do play in the Texas Invitational this weekend here in Austin. They've got a doubleheader Friday at uh, McCombs Field against number 20 Michigan, Wichita State. And then they play Saturday, another doubleheader. You've got Virginia Tech, number 21 Ohio State. And then Sunday they play number 20 Michigan again. So Texas is going to see a lot of good competition this weekend that will really kind of test their mettle. Um, just looking at this weekend, playing some top 25 teams this is a pivotal weekend if it seems like for texas you know they've been up and down the start of the season do you think this weekend um just as far as their season goes um do you think it you know could be a big momentum builder for them could they sort of turn the tide to see, uh, this weekend do you feel like?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that because as soon as I spoke with Coach Clark and one of the uh, leaders on the team senior Paige Von Sprecken, they mentioned as soon as the game ended, they are already talking about this weekend. I think they see that they're hosting a couple good teams, but they get the unique opportunity to host them on their home turf mm-hmm. which is huge for them because they don't have to deal with the away road trips or any special circumstances like that. So they have an obvious opportunity to make a really big impact this weekend. If they can pick up a couple wins and potentially go undefeated this Weekend it would set them very nicely up in Big Twelve play, and I think it would give this team a much needed confidence boost yeah. uh, and possibly make a run against uh, better teams like Baylor and Oklahoma in Big Twelve.
0: Give us three players on the Texas softball roster, uh, roster this year that you know we need to be looking out for that are going to be able to guide this Texas team. Three names that, that Texas really has uh, needs to step up this year.
1: Yeah, so um, I mean, this pitching staff is kind of unique in the sense that there are six uh, pitchers on staff which is kind of, which is very rare in uh college softball but a name that has kind of emerged here in the early going is Paige Von Sprecken who mm-hmm. I mentioned just previously she's been outstanding and absolutely dealing in the pitcher circle for Texas she's she's only given up two runs in her three starts this this season she went two complete games she pitched six last night I mean she's been an absolute stud for this team and coach Clark is really high on her I think you'll see her getting the ball in some big games this season mm-hmm. if she continues to pitch at the rate she does then Texas is going to have a solid uh, weapon in the pitcher circle for some key games in March and April. I think you're going to also look at uh – Sophomore catcher Taylor Ellsworth, she struggled to begin the season. She only picked up her second hit of the season last night. She's batting below 100, I believe, right now. But she was named to the preseason USA Softball Player of the Year uh, watch list. She's a player that could obviously step up her game and become an, a huge impact in this lineup. She's a cleanup hitter. They're expecting her to come in and get RBIs for this team in much-needed scenarios. And then lastly, Janae Jefferson, uh, she's a freshman second baseman. She's from Houston, but she's been outstanding as well here in the early going of the Texas season, batting over five hundred Entering last night's game, she had an eight-game hitting streak that was broken last night, but that was also the longest hitting streak to begin a Texas career for a softball player. Mm-hmm. And she's been outstanding, and she's also a player who can make some noise on the base pass for the Longhorns. So, and she's hitting lead off for the team. So, I could see her continuing to contribute uh, very prominently as the season progresses. Guys, you got anything for Robert?
3: he's the beat writer man
1: he's got he's
0: got it all covered yeah all right, well, that was good talk We'll we'll, we'll look forward to uh, obviously texas plays texas invitational like i said this weekend some big games against some top 25 opponents um you know well softball team is definitely going to be something that we'll be keeping an eye on as the season progresses definitely we'll have robert back on the podcast to talk some more texas softball robert thanks for stopping by and Yeah, we'll see how the longhorns fare this weekend yeah it was a pleasure thank you yep. Moving right along, we will uh, briefly highlight the baseball team. Uh, Travis and Shane, our two baseball writers, were unable to be here today. Uh, Travis is actually heading up to or heading over to Baton Rouge, Louisiana this weekend for the three-game series with LSU that Texas has this weekend, number 23-ranked LSU. Very hostile environment, one of the best in college baseball. Alex, knows, uh, you know, he knows what that environment is like F- following the team last year. Uh, but first things first, Texas got a, a, a good win Wednesday night um, against Lamar, 7-2. to DJ Petrinsky, Patr- uh, catcher, went 3-4, for four, had an RBI and a walk to guide the Longhorns to, you know, one of those sleeper weekday night games that, you know, teams can kind of slip up in if they're not too careful. It was a soggy night out at the dish, 40 degrees cold. Alex covering the team last year, you know what those games early in the yeah. season are and, like. Well,
4: and even that opening series, uh, yeah. that was not a fun climate. I mean, it was yeah. awful. It was, it would rain for about an hour, and then it would be humid as heck yeah. uh, right after that. And so, that's a young team, um, and I mean, that second game with the walk off, yeah, um, yeah, I was impressed because I mean, as inexperienced as that team is, to be able to, I mean, it doesn't really matter who you're playing, and this team's good. I mean. Louisiana Lafayette beat them, I think, 8-1 to last year. And so, I mean, sometimes that doesn't transfer over year to year. But that still says, I mean, this is a good team. Um, and so for that inexperienced group to, you know, handle adversity so well at the beginning of the season was pretty impressive. Um, this weekend is going to be a little bit different. You know, if they face adversity at Baton Rouge, it's going to be interesting to see how they react. Yeah, um, But LSU... I mean, to
0: 13,000 people, potentially. Well,
4: and... LSU just lost, I believe, a series to Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, yeah, they did. At home. Yep. And so, I mean, it, I, they can lose. I mean, yeah. it, it, SEC schools can lose in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, this is, I mean, obviously, it's the biggest challenge they have until uh, they host Stanford and then they go to Fayetteville for a uh, two game series with Arkansas. So it's not going to get easier anytime soon. Um, so, I mean, this is a good test
0: for, uh, before conference starts. And you mentioned the Louisiana Lafayette series that Texas had this past weekend and Open open the season. Texas um, obviously came away with a good series win to start the year. Um, they had the big walk-off win on Saturday. That, that turned a lot of heads thanks to Austin Todd. Texas, obviously, they were up 2-1 in the game, blew it in the ninth. Louisiana Lafayette was up 3-2 in the bottom of the ninth, and then magic happened and Austin Todd hit a walk-off home run to seal it for Texas. Um, but, yeah, Texas – started that weekend two and one they obviously had the win over lamar wednesday nights thanks to some um, good hitting from dj petrinsky so texas got a 7-2 win wednesday night and they're three and one on the season Traveled to lsu this weekend for a three-game series lsu is two and two like alex said they dropped a roads or a a series to notre dame so i mean lsu is you know they're definitely one of college baseball's best teams but they are um, vulnerable as alex mentioned um, so moving right along, well, that's just that's just baseball this weekend, and um, Travis Havlinka, our baseball writer, will he's making the the trek to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, for that one. So <laughs> be sure to follow Travis on Twitter. Trav, at drive at Travlab. Yeah. Anything for baseball, man. You're right. Yeah, yeah, especially with that guy. Hey, the Tra- H baseball.
2: is silent in his name, by the way. His, his
0: Twitter's weird. Trav yep. but with the H. But with an H right. in the middle. He he is. Yes. Pika. Follow him on Twitter because Travis will be in Baton Rouge this weekend. So follow him on Twitter for all the coverage on that. That's gonna be a fun atmosphere. Yeah. Uh,
4: Seven o'clock first pitch, and then 6:30 first pitch on uh, Saturday. So mm-hmm.
0: should be fun. Moving on to women's hoops. We'll move to the birthday boy. <laughs> Excited. Drew King, our women's basketball writer, the Longhorns welcomed number three Baylor to town Monday night, hoping to oh. hoping to avenge a bad <laughs> butt kicking, I would say, a few yeah. weeks ago in Waco.
2: Well, that's what Karen Aston called it, yeah, that, but she called it uh, old fashioned butt she kicking. It an old There's a difference. Butt, yeah. kicking,
0: butt kicking, and uh, the Longhorns were were unsuccessful despite Brooke McCarty's career high 32 points, including hitting seven of nine threes. Yep. She's finally out of her quote, shooting slump that Drew King has often said, <laughs> including a column about it. But, uh, yeah, Britt McCarty finally broke out of her slump, but it wasn't enough to push the Longhorns to a, a an upset win over Baylor. Texas fell 93-87. to What an offensive game that was at the drum. But Texas, um, you know, once again, couldn't beat Baylor. I believe there's are 17. 17- Seven, they're one in seventeen. In their last eighteen contests against Baylor, yeah, it? yeah, which is a, an incredible stat,
2: right? And the one win was like last year right. on the road, right? I so. mean, so
0: yeah, I mean, as, as that's crazy, as competitive and as good as Karen Assen has gotten this Texas program, they are still not at the quite at the elite level that
2: Baylor and Kim Mulkey are at. That has to drive her crazy, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You can just see it in her face, like because Texas is close. Yeah, th- well, they're close every year. They're yeah. gaining <laughs> traction,
0: but they just can't seem to well, get over that hump. Well, s-
2: we say that,
4: but, I mean, then we look at that first matchup in Waco. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: So and, it's strange. And, you know, watching the game by tonight, like, you know, Texas, you know, they would claw and kind of stay into the game. They made a, um, a decent run to go up one in the third quarter, and then things kind of started to fall apart. So, Drew, just kind of get your um, – let's just get your takeaways from that game. What did you see from Texas? Um, you know, besides McCarty, it didn't seem like they couldn't get a consistent yeah. scoring option.
2: Okay, so Ariel Atkins definitely struggled in this game. Mm-hmm. She, she had double-digit points, but it, you could tell it wasn't like – her best game, right. which is really what Texas needed from her to defeat Baylor. Um, really, the main thing that stuck out to me during that game was that Baylor has just a huge size advantage. And it's it's not just like Kalani Brown and Lauren Cox at the post The guards spots. are bigger, the too. The guards are yeah. huge. Yeah. And so... Um Brooke McCarty did well on the offensive end, but you also saw Christy Wallace from Baylor go off Ooh. for another 20-point yeah. game. Yeah. And she, like, killed us in the first game, too. So, I mean, Baylor is just really, really talented. Texas was going to struggle against them even if they had won. Yeah. So,
0: And they were also missing Adrienne Caron-Goudreau, a, yes. you know, a, a key player for Texas inside and in rim protection, rebounding. Um, Joyner Holmes Started obviously instead of Karan Goudreau.
2: and I thought I thought Joyner held her own because yeah. she is somewhat of an un- undersized post. She's only six three, and she was going up against you know Kalani Brown and Lauren Cox, mm-hmm. who are six five and six seven. So I thought she did okay on defense. What I thought was really interesting though was it seemed like Texas had absolutely no depth at the post spot though because that's what Joiner Holmes' role used to be. So now we're seeing more minutes for um, Jordan Hosey who really, really struggled in this game. She got pulled pretty quick for um, freshman forward Rella Booth because mm-hmm. she couldn't get a rebound. I mean, she was just struggling to box anybody out. So Rella Booth gets like extended minutes in this game um, and she did fine but it was clear like she hasn't been playing all year. So she was getting accustomed to the game and you can't really do that against Baylor so I, I thought that it was interesting that coach Aston went to Rella Booth before she went to some of her more experienced players like Alamade Aborowa Abor- Abor- or um Audrey's sister Callie Karen Goudreau um but I thought Rella did fine for the minutes that she got
0: and Baylor claimed uh, the Big 12 regular season title with the win over Texas on Monday night, so Baylor is your Big 12 regular season champions. They came in with champions. hats
2: at the press conference. Did they really? Did. They had wow. the hats made. How about they the were Big joking 12? about they were, like, splashing champagne, but then coach is like, actually, I don't drink alcohol, and they're under age yeah, so it was yeah. just water. But well, when you said they the, made
4: Texas go in first, right, Yes, media? yes.
2: Coach Karen Aston came in first because Baylor was celebrating in the locker room. In the locker
3: Act like you've been there before, because they have. <laughs> well, they have been Come there. On.
4: Yeah. Eighth straight. <laughs> i been there all the time. But, but these are, I mean, it's always a different batch. Of, That's true. Yeah. I, I mean, I would celebrate if I won it four years in a row.
0: But this is their eighth straight regular season title, I believe, for Baylor. Yeah,
2: no clue for me. They, I think it's their eighth straight all regular right. season title. They had
0: 44 points in the paint. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned Joiner, Like, you know, very nice offensive player, but she's not the same defensive presence that Caron Gaudreau is. Right. Just, you know, without... Because Karone Gaudreau is out indefinitely. I mean, are we expecting her back
2: for the tournament, you think? Like, Big 12 tournament? Doubtful? Um, what What is your sense on that? I would just say questionable. Like, it's indefinitely. Yeah. So, so originally, she was out with, like, it was just a bruised wrist, and she was going to be day-to-day. Mm-hmm. They decided to do surgery on it though and so we have they've we've been completely like left in the dark about how serious the surgery was or what her timetable for recovery will be um all i know is that like she had to have an operation it, it, they did say it was minor but we have no clue like when she's expected to come back
0: well we'll keep following that the texas women's basketball team has iowa they host know they travel to ames on saturday to play iowa state and then they come back home uh, Tuesday night to flip, like, face Oklahoma for senior night, and that and that's obviously at the Irwin Center. So two games left on the slate for the women's basketball team before the Big 12 tournament begins in Oklahoma City, and we'll see how Texas finishes the year out. Um, they're going to be fighting for number one or number two seed potentially, um, depending on how they finish. They'd have mm, to number win. one's they'd, out the window. Yeah, have, no, there's, I, even if they won the Big 12 tournament. Ooh. Um, um I think it's still out the window. That's a
3: very long shot anyway.
1: Well, yeah, cause cause they no, were, they, no, no, they I were they were borderline
3: two three seed going into the Baylor game. We so got, right now I'd have them a three maybe. I'd have Baylor
4: at yeah. one seed even if they don't win the Big Twelve tournament. Yeah. They're twenty what are they they've only lost, once. lost yeah. One, yeah. one they're a one seed? So you can't have UConn, two Big 12 1 seed. Louisville seasons. and even I mean Notre Dame or Mississippi State. Yeah, They're all better than Texas. That's true. Okay.
0: Plus, Texas is also trying to host. Um, I imagine they need to be a two-seed in order to do that. Probably, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, Texas still has, you know, as, as nice <laughs> as their record is, and with the Big 12 regular season title out of the picture for them, they still have a lot to play for, and Karen Asin has said that.
3: If you're Texas, you'd hope that, well, one, you'd hope that you beat Baylor in the conference championship, but if you're going to lose before that, uh, I mean, you can't really afford to lose before that if you want to be a two seed. You would hope if you're Texas, the next time you lose is to Baylor in the conference championship. And if you get that far, heck, you might as well try to win the dang thing, right? I don't think we will be Baylor. I mean, <laughs> hey, neutral site, I don't know. neutral site, that might help. I don't think. Did they get blown out? <laughs> they uh, didn't. Did they? No, last year in the conference oh, championship, oh, game, did they make it that far? Sh- I'm not a but historian. I'm on it. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Let's move on. But you know, interject. I'm not informed. When you we'll, find
4: that. we'll move Drew, on. Drew, you gotta have these numbers we'll, ready to go. I'm just kidding.
0: I don't play this. Well, Alex looks that up. We'll move on to men's hoops. Steve, get in here. Happy birthday, Drew. <laughs> yes, Drew, thanks for What's talking. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Hey, Drew, as always, thanks for talking. Women's right. hoops with us. Happy birthday. Go enjoy your weekend. in East Texas, Beast Texas, oh. Tyler Texas, oh. whatever you want to call it. But we have our final guest on, our men's he basketball. Right. Yeah. We have our final guest right on, men's basketball. I have an writers. Yeah, Let's okay. get a little okay. quick update. Very quickly. All
4: right, so last Big 12 tournament. Guess what round Texas lost in? I
2: believe it was the first. Second. Oh. Second, yeah.
3: That's what I was saying. You hope you don't lose in the second round this year. If you're going to lose again before the actual tournament starts, you hope it's to Baylor in the <coughs> championship they, game. C- they cannot
0: afford All right. that. That would be terrible. So, moving hey, on. Men's Hoops Talk with Steve Helwick, our men's basketball writer. Steve, To the less saw, successful team. We saw another <laughs> just abysmal offensive performance from Texas last night. They were on the road in Manhattan. Every game at this point is pretty much a must win for the Longhorns facing Kansas State um, and, and Texas, you know, just just really just had a no show offensively almost. They lost the game 58-48 and Texas was left scratching their heads afterward. I, um shock ahead was very critical of how the team played offensively and after, you know, a big win over Oklahoma in Norman this past Saturday, Texas just couldn't capitalize on the momentum. They're sitting at 16 and 12, 6 to 9 in the Big 12. And like I said, everyone seems like it's a must-win game, and Texas just suffered another crushing defeat last
5: night. Do you know what Vince Carter said after the two thousand dunk contest?
1: It's over.
5: <laughs> That's right. That's my thoughts on this Texas basketball Woo! season. With, oh man, with March Madness, mic drop. Last yeah. night was just just as bad as a loss as you can get. You're up forty-four to forty-two with under five minutes left in the game. How many times this year have you seen Texas actually put their foot on the gas and finish in a situation like that? The only situation I can think of since conference play started was when Oklahoma visited. Right, That was the only time, and there have been a lot of these games versus Oklahoma State, versus Baylor, versus Kansas State twice. Texas Tech. Texas Tech and Lubbock, where it's up in the air with five minutes left and Texas just... Falls apart. Mm-hmm. It was sixteen to two run last night. Yeah, they only scored four points in the last five four. minutes. Yeah, six, yeah, sixteen to four run by Kansas State. To close sixteen to game. two 16. before Texas scored a garbage time right. bucket right, with like ten okay. seconds right. left. Yeah. But Texas scored forty eight points. You're yeah, yeah. you're not even going to win Big Twelve football games with 48. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love these these oh, man, takes. He's bringing the heat today. Okay, <laughs> okay. Texas only failed.
4: To reach fifty points, one other time this season. Trivia: What game was it? Tennessee State.
5: Where they, they beat won. them by one. Yeah. That was a Matt yeah. Coleman oh, floater. That was odd. the first sign of things to come. This, year.
0: Oh, you <laughs> know, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, as as Tom Herman always says. But yeah, the Tennessee State game I think opened some eyes. Texas is not as good as as we maybe have prophesied. You know, obviously they've ran into some hurdles this season that are um, unfortunate. But I mean, Texas still. You know, they haven't played good basketball. Oh, can we mention that Mo
5: Bamba play? had four shots last night? Mo Bamba had four shots. Thank last Thank you, night. Steve.
0: Shaka said that the he has a nagging toe injury. I, I don't care. It's Mo Bamba. Yeah, I mean,
3: he still <laughs> played 31 minutes and yeah, he only took four minutes.
0: shots. But Shaka did say that the, the toe injury was nagging Mo a little bit last night. We'll see how that develops. But um, Texas hosts Oklahoma State rematch game on Saturday <laughs> in Austin. Obviously, must win. It must um, win. What, three, to get three a better games. NIT seat? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> three games left and they're against I mean, teams I, they've
4: Steve, already lost to. What if to. they went out? What are the well, odds of that actually happening? Because 3% probably. <laughs> I don't know. Beating Us. Kansas
5: at the fog beating West Virginia team that've already beaten by 35. <laughs> beating <an laughs> Oklahoma State team that's beaten Kansas on the road, beating West Virginia on the beating road. Okay. Beat Texas. Texas Tech last night and yes. already beat Texas. Okay. I Oklahoma don't State think team.
4: they will win one game for the rest of the season, Texas, but they um, could win a
5: Big 12 tournament game maybe. Well, okay, the they, tournament. They did
4: yeah. last a regular year. season, I don't think they
3: win. Yo, if, think they, if they out. lose out, hey, 3 weeks ago I I had to take this might be a 500 team. If they lose out including in the conference yeah, tournament, 500. that's 500. The, well, you know watch it happen. sixteen you know, you and twelve
5: with I think two more guaranteed losses. That's not a tournament team. Fourteen losses last year. Nineteen fifteen was the worst team that made it mm-hmm. in. But Texas, what are these Oklahoma wins even quality anymore? No, no. they're not. No, not Oklahoma was a bad yeah. team. Yeah. One great win over Texas Tech. Like these Oklahoma wins, I don't think they're Are ones. less Texas and less quality. Texas' best
3: win is against Butler earlier in the year. Butler's an OKC. Butler OK and you team. Got Texas Butler Tech.
5: And Texas Tech, Te- and Texas yeah. Tech
0: obviously. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think the Oklahoma wins are basically diminished Alabama. the way Oklahoma's played. And
4: yeah. Alabama wins good. Yeah.
5: If, what's this team without Mo Bamba though? Ooh. You look last night. They're the same. Under five hundred. Dylan Osikowski, four of fifteen. Kerwin Roach two of thirteen. Matt Coleman four of ten. Eric Davis one of eight. My God. And yeah. from three point. Tell them two what's... of 18, 11 percent. Yeah. Tell them what they shot for. Then. I could shoot that with Mo Bamba yeah. guarding me. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> In whoa, the second whoa. half,
0: Texas shot nineteen percent. That's that's not good.
5: Good luck winning basketball
0: games doing that. That's like I am basketball level. It's bad. Very bad. What was, how many points did y'all
4: score in y'all's am game last week?
3: Fifty, 50 something. We y'all scored, scored, scored more yeah, than, we scored more than forty eight. Forty minute running clock.
2: Hey, I'm just saying though, I'd like to see y'all play with through a Okay, well gym. we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> that's true. <We're fruit>. <laughs> but okay, but just you know, just evaluating
0: Texas tournament hopes basically what they have to do is do exactly what they needed to do. Well, when last the season win automatic. the big 12 tournament, they need that's, Jesus that's,
3: Christ,
4: that's what I'm saying,
0: though. To come like, down that is from it. heaven,
5: yeah, They need to Texas. get Aldridge back. They need <laughs> I mean, if you're <laughs> gonna <laughs> give hey, more if you're gonna go as far
3: as to say they need to win the conference tournament, they though, basically that, do. then I think winning these next three games is just as like reasonable as saying they need to win the conference tournament. So if they win these next three games. I think they're in. Well, you I beat mean, West could, Virginia and Kansas. You win yeah, I mean you win the next So I mean three. Both, both are equally are really, as hard and both it, aren't going to happen. You win but, the next
0: 3, you have 19 wins yeah. and you you know, you win a game or you two have in the two Big 12s, really
5: quality wins to end the year. Oh, yeah, well, or maybe
0: but, you have to play for a But first four.
3: that's not going to
4: happen but and the,
5: they're not going to win the exactly. conference tournament. So and the team they're playing this week, Oklahoma State, same exact record, same exact conference record, except they're playing better basketball.
3: And,
4: they are playing really well right now.
5: Yes, and Oklahoma State's not even a tournament team. That's right not a tournament now. team. No. So
3: you could make a case that Oklahoma isn't even a tournament team.
5: They have the same record as Texas. But Trey Young's going to bring in viewers. Oh, Mo is doing too, terrible too.
3: Like if, if a Texas shame.
5: is Big exactly Twelve is not very good bubble, at basketball. Mo Bamba's going to lift them up. Mo Bamba's going to be the factor that actually gets them in a playing game if they are on the exact bubble because of draft lottery draft prospect. So let's let's just go around the table. Are they even on the bubble, right? Who, now?
0: Texas, right? Texas? the bubble popped last week. They're out. But against Kansas State. He on the, bubble. the bubble is shrunk basically. It's pretty much it's popped. Threatened. Yeah. Let's, so let's just go around the table real quick. Um I think Texas will beat Oklahoma State on Saturday because I think Texas plays a lot better at home, even though they struggled at home a little bit lately. Um, but I think they lose the last two to Kansas and West Virginia guys, and they probably get bounced in the first or second round of the Big 12 tournament and miss the NCAA tournament. I mean, they're going to be in the NIT, I think. Let's just kind of get you all quick predictions real quick on how the season finishes up.
3: I'd like to say they might win one of these games, like maybe a surprise game. Maybe they'll beat West Virginia at home in the last one. I don't know. but Because I don't even know if it's guaranteed they're going to beat Oklahoma State. They might come out really flat coming off a 48-point performance. Lose that, go to the fog, lose, and then say, hey, we have our last game at home. Maybe they win. I don't know. I'm going to say they're going to win one of these last three. And I don't think they're going to win a tournament game. And that's it. Here's what I think. I
4: don't think they're going to beat West Virginia.
3: Based on one
4: thing. Based on one thing. Guess what time tip-off is that, Drew? It's at 11 a.m. that day, isn't it? That's not good. If there's one thing we know about Texas fans, it's that they don't show up. The that's second <laughs> thing is that they definitely don't even think about showing up for 11 a.m. We saw that with football. There might have been a wristband policy
3: for that, but... If the team's bad and the game's early, they're not going to be there. Will they show up for Ooh, Oklahoma
4: State? Not, Probably this not. No.
0: This is a bad team right now. Yeah.
4: So, I, I mean, playing at home doesn't really... I mean, it does not help at this point? I agree. No. That Kansas State atmosphere was bad last night, but, I mean, that's very similar to the way it is at the drum. Um, if I say... If I have to pick one that they win, it, I mean, it has to be... Saturday, they're not going to be, they're not going to win on the road yeah. at Kansas, <laughs> and they're not going to be West Virginia at 11 a.m. I'm
3: just saying there might be a surprise game. I think they might be West Virginia.
0: I We're, don't know. So, unless
4: Kevin Durant and LA <laughs> come
0: back, I don't think they win more than one. We're all in agreement that this team's going to miss the NCAA tournament. I've been saying that for weeks. Oh, and they'll
4: lose in the first round. Yeah.
0: Steve, as far as NIT prospects go, <laughs> oh, because my. that's that's what the, the uh, expectation level has been reduced to around these parts lately with men's basketball. Um, seeding for NIT. What do you think? It do some be bro-
5: a top three seed in the NIT, <laughs> which you get to host some games. Uh, you get to have more empty games at the Woo! Irwin Center. The <laughs> more empty games. <laughs> well, hey, more more revenue. revenue.
0: More revenue. Chris Conte will appreciate that. More mm-hmm. hey, Chris Del
5: Conte's team won the NIT last That's year. That's true. TCU yeah. did. TCU. Sure. So TCU CDC is an Maybe NIT Maybe Chris Conte
4: will become, <laughs> you know, he'll start bragging about NIT championships.
5: I, I was at TCU a couple weeks ago. Their their banner's hanging there. Um, hey, Texas yeah. could always use some fresh banners. Let's hang a banner on the Okay, speaking
3: of their banners, their banners are ugly. Why do the retired numbers have the, the actual players on them? That's for another podcast, yeah. but like, they're really ugly, man. Go to the Irwin yeah. Center and look up, and you're like, well, what? It's
5: going away. And I, so. I tell you what could oh, yeah. be
0: a podcast coming up, Shaka on the Hot Seat. I don't, for next I don't year. buy it. For next year. Not, next, next year. year. Yeah. No, for next year, I'm saying. Not yet, but seat. next year. Can we,
3: can we get Shaka on the Shaka's on the Hot Seat podcast? <laughs> As a Ooh, as a guest,
0: that, that would be a and get like a warm. JT, seat. our producer <laughs> like, is, is really Shaka student. Off on this. Media. Yeah, he, he, we've he,
5: been
3: yeah we we've been wanting to get him for a while, so maybe so, that's the one. But I I don't <laughs> think he'll I support like Shaka.
5: There. And I mean, I love the, the he's a good guy. basketball a coach, guy. right? I just don't know he's what's happening. He's a good happening. basketball coach and a great person. And as we. S- Seen like you need both of those, and what would
3: it have been when like? Charlie Strong was a great person too. What would it have He's a been? Good coach. Uh, he, it, we'll it sounds very record.
5: similar.
4: Yeah. But what would it have been like
5: if um, Jared
4: Allen stayed one more year?
3: Yeah, he could take some pressure off Mo too, and you could play Mo at five.
5: You still can't shoot threes, really. I mean, Allen was. Okay. But
4: I mean, I just wonder what it, I mean. Obviously, one and Duns are a huge conversation, but I, I think it would have been interesting to see. How Mo Bamba would have done. I still done. think
3: Texas needs way better
5: guard play. Oh, Their yeah. guard oh, play yeah. is atrocious. Okay, so, how do they, they not have, have a three-point shooter? Well, well, with Andrew Jones, too. Yeah. But with Andrew Jones, they're a tournament team, yeah.
4: Do you yeah. think you could go into Gregory Jim and pick a three-point shooter out and <laughs> him be successful? Uh, I'm right here. Just, okay, all right. Uh, okay, here's what I need just, from you, Steve. Just, Quick thing. I need you to start doing bracketology, not for March Madness, but for the NIT. I could probably do
2: that. All right, Perfect. All right. next
4: podcast. I so, well, hey, what's up? It's his birthday. Oh, yes.
2: We're running a little right. long here. All right, Steve, <laughs> would you rather Texas like go to a playing game and lose in the first round or win the NIT championship?
5: I would pick any tournament appearance over an NIT championship, except <laughs> for the one that you mentioned. Oh, Losing okay. a playing game. No. It's they play in like like a high school tournament. gym in Dayton, Ohio, yeah. too. It's, you you no. go to Dayton in front of the uh, you know, same amount of fans in the, <laughs> in the at the Irwin oh, the Center. The same amount of Texas fans will be there than they would be at the drum. <laughs> no. And if you lose, the tournament's over. I'd rather have an NIT championship. Like, that's like not even making the tournament, in my yeah. opinion. People don't even fill out a bracket and see your logo in there. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it didn't happen. So I'd take the NIT championship and hang that banner. Yeah. Uh, would, would you buy a shirt? <laughs> buy an, an champion <laughs> shirt.
0: Well, we'll see how the Longhorns and Shaka Smart. Maybe those are
5: the people that buy like NFL division champ shirts. <laughs>
0: we'll we'll see how the Longhorns and Shaka Smart finish up the season. Like I said, Texas hosts Almost Oklahoma State day. on Saturday. And we, you know, we'll see day. what the crowd is like for that one. Um, but thanks for, thanks to Steve for coming on the podcast. We'll definitely have you back on to um, have a little postseason evaluation for how this thing <laughs> finishes. <laughs> For how this thing finishes out
5: with the longhorns uh, will you guys send me to MSG if they make uh, NIT final <laughs> oh. we'll check uh, the'll talk that. about it. <laughs> Um, that's, that's, all we, that's
0: all we have for today. Special <laughs> thanks to JT Lindsay, our producer, and, and the podcast Thank department you for producing this. Um, tune in for next week's episode. Make sure to follow us at The Daily Texan on Twitter, at Texan Sports. Download the Texan Overtime Podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure to check us out on dailytexanonline.com and read up on all of our UT sports coverage. Got a lot of good stuff up there right now, so check it out. Um, for Ty, Alex, Drew, Steve, and our man Robert for coming on, I am Trent. We'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in.